Welcome to Stand Alone. I'm Sabrina Lloyd, founder and CEO of Lloyd Agencies, a multi-million dollar company that ranks as one of the most successful in the insurance industry. My passion is empowering people to become the leaders that they were meant to be. With each episode, I'll teach you how to go from ordinary to extraordinary, how to think like no one else, how to stand alone. It's time we create massive success for ourselves. Hello, hello. So today is an awesome day because we have Apollonia in the house. And, you know, when when I had this idea of doing what I call my passion project, it was about just sharing expert advice in like key areas to make you stand alone in your life. And when you're standing alone, it really means that you are being very raw, real, and rare. So it means that you just don't do what everyone's doing because everyone's doing it, but you're able to like separate from the pack, be so clear-minded. And really what we're talking about is getting so focused, mm-hmm. you know, focused on ourselves and so that we have more to give to others, right? Because if we're scattered, then we're not whole. And I believe that people are the number one asset for life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in business, when you start to understand that your most prized resource is people, then your business takes off. And so for, you know, today for a first guest, I, I couldn't even imagine having the honor of having someone better than you, Apollonia, because you're a relationship expert. And so this is something that to be very honest, I shied away from, I was so driven on like, you know, things in terms of business. And I want to know skills. And I had a science mindset where I was just about like, tell me what to do. I'll do it to a T. But then the irony of my life is that I'm also very artistic and I studied science and art. And when you're dealing with people, it's not really a science. It's almost like an art. Yes. And, you know, for what I wanted to do with you is if you could just set us right with like, what does it take to grow great relationships? And you know why I really love you and you know why I'm so happy to connect with you? You want to know the real reason? Why? Yes, of course. Because you work with men. (laughs) You work with men. (laughs) You know, and I love that because I have strong men in my life and I work with men. And I believe that, you know, I didn't want to have a relationship expert that was like a female helping just females. I love that you work with men. So I I wanted you to share with us because we all need help men, women. And, you know, that's how the, that's where the miracle is, right? Right. When we can come together and we can, you know, really understand one another, because the truth is, is that we are different, right? And our brain, a female brain is not the same as a male brain. And so sometimes when we come together, it doesn't mesh and we have to have a understanding of how to work with men, Mm. get along, um, to, to, to flourish and to have the best version of our life. So I love this and, you know, 
what you've been able to create for yourself is a business unlike any other where you really go in from your past, right? With your father Mm -hmm. and his experience. So if you could share that with us, just to give a little bit of a background of like, you know, what peaked this in your life? Because a lot of us, when we're going through a problem, you know, you have an entrepreneurial spirit in you because you took a problem that you were raised with and you turned it into a business, mm-hmm. right? And so I love that. And you really, what you did was you provided a solution. You didn't sit there. You didn't mope. You didn't complain. You weren't like, poor me, my life sucks, which is what a lot of people do. You're like, you know what? This is a problem. If I'm experiencing this, I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing this. How can I find a solution and then make the world a better place? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you could share with us, you know, what was it when you were being raised? What did you see that was missing? And then how did you build a business like this that no one else has? You're, you're the superstar in this niche market that you created. Yeah, I really am. Well, thank you so much. That was amazing. Um, and I really, uh, first of all, I just want to say, I really appreciate you understanding and actually as a woman coming into the space and saying, I love that you're a woman working with men because I don't hear that very often. And there's a reason for that, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, so with that said, I was a young girl, obviously, and I have a big, here's what I always tell myself. And I tell clients, I tell people all the time, you can really find your purpose in your pain whatever way that is, your pain is your purpose, right? In some way or another. And so with me growing up, I'm was addicted to love. I mean, it was the moment that I could read a book. The first book novel was a love story. Like every novel was a love story. And so the reason being is because when I was growing up, my father actually um, is a very hardcore narcissist. Like if you had a picture dictionary and you open it up and you put narcissist and you just have his photo. And I say that and me and my sisters actually laugh about it, but it's the truth. I've coached over 5,000 men and I've known so many people from all over the world. I've never experienced someone so much more of a narcissist than my father. And I say this with forgiveness. I say this with compassion for my father. And it's unfortunate because of the fact that he was not healed. He was not, he didn't get attention, you know, from his his brothers, siblings, mother and father growing up. So he created children hoping that they would heal him. So with that said, in my journey of growing up, I would always try to fix my father, right? I would always say, just love me, just see me, just, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to fix you. So the normal child going to middle school, elementary school would just be going and playing and, 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 and playing with kids and doing this and X, Y, Z, going to after school programs. And I never really wanted to go to those because I just wanted to stay home and just read books and see how I can fix my father. And then going into middle school, um, I don't know if you ever heard of the radio station. It was a late night radio show with Dr. Ruth and Loveline. There was two radio shows. I do. I do. Yeah. And they were the catalyst to open up this journey that I'm in right now. But I would sleep. I would pretend I was sleeping and sneak headphones in my ears. And listen, because in that moment, I felt so secure, like someone understands what I'm going through. I felt like in my journey as a child, I was walking through this alone. Like my father was always a victim. I was here to help him. I was here to heal him. So I put so much into that, that I started failing school. I started really getting in bad relationships as I turned into my teen years and my twenties too, like my early twenties. And I started just getting into toxic relationships, abusive relationships, um, drug, alcohol, everything, you name it. 
And the reason being is because I was always on a journey to fix someone, my father, right? And since my early adulthood that I just wanted to fix, 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 that I forgot to really pay attention to who I was as a woman. I forgot. But here's the thing and the caveat to all of it is even though my father was this not so nice father, was always, you know, doing things, he would steal money. He would do a lot to me as I would grow up, right? I still had such a compassion for him, like just in general, even the abusive relationship I was in, I still had such a compassion for the guy afterwards, after my healing journey. And one time, one of my guy friends, which was my, is my best friend, knows everything about me, me and him sitting at the table. And he's like, you know what, Apollonia, he's an attractive guy, gets a lot of girls, dates. And so he knows women, right? And he goes, Apollonia, after everything that you've been through, and I know women, like you never talk bad about men. Like you have such a embodiment of like how you should think, how you think men need help, how you think this world has created men to just be in anger and to be in fear. And right then and there, it hit me. I was like, wow, he's right. Like I do because I really don't have anger towards it, right? So during that process, I went in my healing journey. I started going into um, banking and I started doing speeches um, for banking about love in the workplace and compassion in the workplace. And then I started coaching women. And even though I loved coaching women, I just didn't feel like it was really my, my go-to. And it wasn't like I loved it, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this hits home for me, right? And so I had my first coaching call with a guy. And after that, it was like, there's no turning back. I'm only working with men. And the reason why is because I come back to this in my childhood. I wasn't ever to able to fix my father. So I turned it within myself, healed myself. And now I'm able to help fix and help really and guide thousands and thousands of men to better relationships. I've gotten emails from men saying, I almost committed suicide, but because of you, you kept on giving me the, 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 the words, the power, the guidance, you know, from your YouTube videos, from your blogs, from your Instagram posts. I now have married, I get wedding invites for people from my old clients, right? We get hundreds and thousands of testimonials. And that's where I turn my pain into my purpose, because even though I wasn't able to fix my father and help my father, I'm able to help so many people and love. And if I'm helping men, I'm also helping women in turn. I, I love this because, you know, in today's climate, you know, women have come so far. And from my personal experience, I didn't come far by myself. You know, I came far because there were great men in my business world that really helped me. They believed in me. They saw something in me, but what I was just blessed with was the ability to work with men and never, never blur the line. And I feel like when I look at females in business, I see some blurred areas where I really speak about, because if, if you can learn to work with men, you can learn to like take your game to another level. And I love what you said about, you know, growing up, you had a lot of guy friends, you know, I share that in common with you. I grew up with a lot of, of male friends. I didn't know at the time they were probably only interested in one thing. You know, I had a teacher who told me is like, they, they're not interested in being your friends. Are you kidding me? And so I actually ended up marrying my best friend who was a guy and we have a great relationship, but again, he just, he helps to propel me and I wouldn't be who I am 
if, you know, and I'm not afraid to say this, like, I feel like the two of us are independently strong, but together we are dangerous. Yeah, we are dangerous. And, and I'm not that woman that wants to say like, I'm, I'm independent and I don't need anyone. It's not that I, I want to say, I don't need anyone. I love being surrounded by other strong people that make me better, you know, mm-hmm. period. So mm-hmm. I love that you're doing this because we all need help. And I think it takes tremendous courage for you to put yourself out there and to work uh, with with a, a clientele, a customer that many people would shy away from, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people don't admit, you know, that they need help. And so my question to you is, you know, what makes someone come and ask you for help? Because I meet a lot of people that they understand that relationships are key. Um, but, you know, in our business, we spend so much and listen, we do insurance, which is like the most probably boring thing to talk about it. We just make it fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reason why our culture is so on point is because of relationships. So how did you put yourself out there and really stand alone to mm-hmm. get yourself out there to, to, to have an environment that says it's okay to ask for help when you need help with relationships? Like, how did that come apart? How did you insert yourself? Cause I know it just didn't happen. Anyone who's successful in business and you have like, you know, 600,000 followers on your channel. So people are like, what's going on? I want to know about you. Like you're, you're, you're out there and you put yourself out there, but how did you connect with your customer to let them know it's okay? You know, come to me. I can help you. I can offer you this advice. How did you do that? Yeah, I think it's really about creating a relationship. You know, um, I've been really lucky. So my YouTube channel is, uh, you know, um, close to 600,000 subscribers and we have over 60 million views on my channel. And I've only been on YouTube for less than almost three years, right? Um, So, I mean, I'm just dominating at this point and I'm really proud to dominate. But here's the thing is YouTube is like a full-time job on top of owning a business, right? So it's not, it's not a, it is not for everybody. And I think that with me in regards to your questions is the way that I was able to do this. I, one, I want to, I want to say is there's so much advice, I think, as far as for women out there, when it comes to love, personal development and everything that there's not a lot for men. So men actually shy away from asking for help because then they're looked at as weak. Right. And that's the, that's the problem that we've embodied in our society for men. And instead now men turn to anger. Now men turn to suicide. And that's why, you know, five out of the four women have experienced abusive abuse from men in their life. And I'm not excusing that behavior, but I'm also saying there's a real problem. And that's why the suicide rate for men is seven times higher than it is for women. There is an issue, right? So that is right there. It was my drive. When I talk about that, that's the one that's kind of lights the fire in me because that's my purpose and why I do what I do is to save lives as well, because there's an issue that's going on with our male 
in our men is the fact that they don't, with women, we're like, yes, we need help. Let me hire a coach. Right. But with men, it's completely different. It's like, no, you're weak. If you do, I'm, you know, many times a coaching call has started and guys like, I've never done this before. And I just can't believe I'm doing this and blah, 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 because they're shamed on for asking for help because as a man, they should be dominant enough and know and strong enough to know, but what do, what if they don't, what do they do with all those emotions? Right. It gets masked in anger. It gets masked in fear. It gets masked in sadness. It gets masked in passive aggressiveness. It gets masked in so many other ways. So with that said, coming into this niche, what I've noticed is there's a lot of people out there giving men advice, but it's very bad advice, to be honest. It's very technique-driven. Like it's very technique-driven. There's something called pickup artists in my community. You know, in dating and relationships, there's pickup artists where um, they talk about, um, you know, last-minute resistance, for example, right? And this is like where if you sleep with a woman, um, if you're dating a woman and she's open to sleeping with you and she says, no, continue to try to let go and then try to do it again. Let go, try to push again, right? Which is getting her into bed. And that's all, that's so beyond my values, right? So men have actually gotten in trouble following tactical advice out there, but not authentic advice, right? And so there's a lot of men that are coming from ego, that are coming from pain, that are coming from masked, oh, I get so many girls, so now I can teach men how to get women, which is goes beyond just that. Okay, on a surface level, possibly they can, but it goes beyond that. So what I've done in my space is I've set myself apart from so much. I've gotten my men real, real, real advice when it comes to tactical stuff, but in the right way, authentically, empathy and compassion, right? When I deliver my message, but I also go into a realm that they've never experienced before. It goes beyond tactical advice. It goes into personal development. It goes into looking who you are as a person. It goes into looking at your whole life, your job, your career. Who are you as a man? What are your beliefs? What are your values? What do you stand for? And so I've been able to separate myself from that because not only do I help men with love, but I help them with their life. Just like we started in this call. If we experience a great life, we can experience great love as well. And so what has separated me from that is the fact that I do things differently. You know, I've done things differently. I will continue to do things differently. And I think I've created a safe place as well for men to feel like they're heard also for men to feel like I understand and I'm not biased just because I'm a woman. And also to, to men to feel like they can just really be honest and open up. And I've showcased that through our, my video content, through being personable with people, you know? And I think with YouTube, what's been great with YouTube is it's kind of like they already know you after they watch a couple of your videos, you for know? Sure. Yes. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't suppress who you are. I've just come to really understand this, like who you are inside is eventually going to come out. And so, you know, when you connect with people and you talk to people, you know, you have to be looking at them, not just listening to their words, but looking at everything about them, studying them, understanding someone means you understand their background, where they've come from, why they're doing what they're doing so that they don't feel like, you know, I am me in this moment and, you know, that could break someone. And so a lot of people, we don't even understand as human beings that we are not our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You could think something. It doesn't mean like I'm a terrible person. Look at what I think about. No, you can separate yourself from those things and you can start to learn how to think. You know, I believe this is 
a trait that is uh, missing in a lot of people today. Just like, do you know how to think? Do you know how to process information? And you said something that's really powerful. Uh, your, your customer is doing the right thing by connecting to you because you are who they're going to learn from the best. And a lot of times today, we just connect to convenience, right? We connect to anyone who will give us any advice. And we think like, oh, you know, they're, they're trying to help me. Sometimes you have to say like, no, that's so wrong. Like, did you ever think that those men just meet more women because they have no shame. They just go out there and put themselves out there more. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that tactic is correct. Mm -hmm. And so these men are listening to you because you're a woman. And if they want to have women in their life, then they have to listen to the mind of a woman. It's the same thing for success. If you want to be successful, if you want to have a successful business, you can't listen to people that may love you, may care about you, but yeah. they're not equipped. They're yeah. not equipped to give you the right advice. And mm-hmm. so, you know, what would be your advice for like, do you have an example of someone who was in a bad relationship? Because I see this often, you know, they're, they're in a bad relationship. They're not fully committed, but how do they then start to say like, Am I just committed and do I want to follow through because I've spent all this time? I don't want to lose the time. And do I just do it? Like, what advice do you give to that person? Because when people ask me, what's the best decision I ever made? You know, the truth is, is who I decided to marry, Mm -hmm. you know, because for a lot of people, like if you attach to the wrong people, it will affect your life. Right. So what advice could you give to people that maybe just feel like because they've invested so much time that they're, they're going to go to the next level when they have something inside of them saying like this, something's not right here. Yeah. It's funny because I just talked about this yesterday on my podcast that we recorded, which will probably go up soon, but is this question about time? Cause it happens a lot, especially marriages, especially when they have kids, you know, um, is I've invested so much time. So Here's what's really important to understand when we're in a relationship or before we get in relationships is we, uh, we've had Hollywood facade all around us. I call it movies, right? Where it's like, this is the way to love. But when you're growing up, no one really teaches love. Nobody. I mean, have you, have you been taught love when you were growing up? And our parents are sometimes the worst example of what a relationship should be like. Exactly. And then even if you have a good module model of it, you can still struggle because you're still trying to figure out and pave the way. Right. So we're teach academics We're teach all this stuff and half the stuff, excuse me, but we don't use. Right. And then also too, especially I believe in college though, we do use a lot of that. I'm talking about high school stuff. Um, so be, it goes beyond that. I think too, with, we don't learn love. So what's important to understand when it comes to time is we get into relationships thinking if we are in a relationship, then this person is our number one forever right? There are, 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 they are our lifeline basically, right? I am not complete without you, right? Kind of mentality in our head. But one thing I always say in my practice is you are always responsible for your own oneness, no matter what, 
in a relationship, outside of relationship. The moment that you lose focus on you is the moment that you lose focus on your relationship, your entire life, your children, everything. And so with that said, a lot of times when a relationship is going down south is because we don't have the boundaries, right? Someone has disrespected our boundaries or we didn't have any boundaries in our relationship at all, where we didn't actually communicate effectively. We didn't communicate our feelings. We abused our communication skills in our relationships or didn't use them at all. So then you find yourself in 10 years and maybe not having intimacy for one year, two years, who knows? And then all of a sudden your girlfriend, wife or boyfriend and girlfriend are just like, I just don't want to be here anymore. I can't do this. I'm not happy. So it definitely takes something to happen before this happens for sure, because relationships are constant work. The moment that we stop working is the moment that we're going to find ourselves in that. But then also too, even though you invest time, time should never make you stay in a relationship unless the both parties are still in there willing to work for it, right? Because what I've seen a lot too in my practice is a lot of men will try to stick it out with their wife and be in a relationship, but the wife is not wanting to go to counseling, therapy, heal from maybe cheating on her husband, maybe continuing to cheat on her husband, but he wants to stay there for the kids. And so in turn, what happens is his work-life balance is off. He's not being as successful as he used to be. His body image is going down. So he's losing himself. And so what happens? He's not responsible for his own oneness, number one, but what happens to the kids? And so the one thing that I always tell my clients when they see this is son, daughter, doesn't matter. Do you want your daughter to marry a man like you are right now? And the first answer they will say is no. Do you want your son to become the man that you are now? No. So this is why you are responsible for your own oneness. Because not only if it's not working with your wife right now, what can you control? Right? What can you control? Because when we're in marriages, like me and my husband, I can't control him. I can only say and think he's going to do the right thing and embody greatness within myself so he can lead and he can follow at the same time and always wake up and choose me every single day because then I can choose him. Because then I lead, he leads, and we become powerful together. But the moment that we do things differently and don't do this is the moment that we will lose ourselves in a relationship. So it's constant work. It's not to say that I can control him, but I do believe in him. And so the way that I believe in him is by believing in myself as well. But when we lose that, and it's hard with children, it's hard when we go through rough times, it doesn't mean that we're going to fall off, but it's about what are the foundational elements, the values in your relationship that you're bringing together. And one thing that I like that you do is you talk a lot about business. When a couple can build a business together or have something in line with business together, and driven on their purpose together. Wow. Does that become powerful? I mean, that is the ultimate blessing. It truly, truly is. And I think a lot of people don't understand this, um, to the extent that it needs to be discussed. You know, you have to, it isn't about separation anymore. We live in a world today where it is about integration. It is about working with people. How do I integrate children into my business? How do I integrate my, my husband, my spouse into my business and, and making sure that I have a fan club, like is your family a fan of your success? You know, do you guys want to each other to succeed instead of it being like a competition? You know, I love what you said. And I, I think this is so powerful because 
I don't just love men. I love strong men. I love strong men. And I believe that we have something inside of us that we're attracted to strong men. And, you know, it's a very real thing. And so think about this because a lot of, a lot of people, they try to control that. And, and that's when you said this, like, I don't try to control uh, my spouse. That's a very important thing. Like in our relationship, I understand that if I try to, to control my husband, it is not going to go down very well. And that's what I love about him. Exactly. So, you know, just, just having that, but then I don't feel like I have to, because there's a mutual respect there, right? Like I know he's not going to do something to harm me. It doesn't mean that we don't, don't ever do anything bad, but at the same time, like there are certain things that make men and women different. Is there some, some clues that you could give us on like how men and women can work well in business together without making it messy? Like, and I'm going to, I'm just going to get very real right now, you know, and this is going to get uncomfortable for some people to hear, but it just needs to be said, you know, when, when you're a female in business, especially when you're in a male dominated industry, which I am in, and you lose your self-respect and you find yourself in some dangerous positions and you give into that, you have lost everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and people need to hear this because at the end of the day, like that respect, what, what men want to do is have an environment of success, period. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think people look at it and say like, well, you're a man, you need to be successful. You're a woman, you need to be successful. Success doesn't have a gender, mm-hmm. right? But I've seen a pattern of women, like, do you know how to work with strong men and not lose yourself? Because we do have a natural attraction to strength, mm-hmm. but how, how, can, how can men and women start to understand each other so it doesn't get messy and we still have boundaries, like you said, mm-hmm. so that we don't put ourselves in these situations where we shouldn't be in, in business? Because I yeah. see this happen a lot. You know, I've had people make comments to me and I give a look like I am not that person, you know, so I can shut it down. But, you know, I don't know if a lot of women have that in themselves. And, and you know, when I think of my daughter, when her going into business, I want her to know how strong she is. So she never finds herself in that position of being attracted to a male in the wrong way. Yeah, what I'm saying makes sense. Of course, of course, because it's also what I call status, right? We, women are attracted to a man that has some type of status. If it's a boss, if he's making money, if he's doing, you know, he's strong, he has a strong presence, it does breach into attraction. Um, So it's about really being in tune and knowing yourself. My advice first for, I'll go into women second, but first for men, um, I I think what's really especially important in the workplace is you know, women understand by with men, men really can win if they understand what women can bring to the workplace, right? Because women bring a a different, a different side of things that sometimes you can't see, right? Because of the way that we think, you know, our brains operate totally different, right? We're, men are very intuitive, but women operate more from the um, amygdala part of our brain. And they use that part of our brain a lot more. So it actually helps in 
decisions, big decisions in business, right? And so understanding how a woman really thinks is really important, I think, for men, but also too, understanding that just because she's a woman, don't think that, you know, look at it as a, because I've seen this a lot, look at it as a negative because if she wants to have kids, right? She wants to have kids. So this means that I'm going to have to give her like three months after she has a baby off and I can't do that. And, and this really actually interferes with, I think, a woman, because then what we happens to a woman is I have to prove myself. And then we just exhaust ourselves at all ends. But we have to also accept that we're in this, like everything together as a man, right? Like you had a woman give you birth. So that is really, I think that's so important because I see that a lot in the workplaces. I can't hire her because I know if she wants kids, I'm going to have to give her some time and she can't work late hours. She can't do this, but also it's really important to understand the balance of what a woman can bring in the, in the, in the workplace. And also for men is to be really cautious. You know, I do know a lot of men meet their wives or their future girlfriends or their future wives in workplaces. It's very common right? It's very common because think about it. You spend a lot of hours here. You really get to know people. So there's a lot of things that happen. So from the advice for men is always to really understand like what your HR policies are and you have to do things completely differently. Like if this is something that speaks to you and you find a woman that you are attracted to, not that you just want to sleep with and take advantage of and get in a higher, get her, get her in a higher position. If she does this, of course, that's completely different than what I'm talking about. But what I am saying here is you've got to have a conversation outside of the workplace at a lunch and really call things out. It's opposite of dating. Yes. And just attracting and going on dates, but really like being upfront in the beginning and not making it like an, an upfront would be something like, listen, like I really enjoy spending time with you. I really like the fact that we're hanging out a lot in the workplace and getting to know you. Would you like to get to know each other outside of work? Right. So now she knows the placement with like the getting to know uh, the person part, because it it's uh, it's something that's incredibly important. I think is a missing link. Like, does this person want to get to know me or do they have other intentions? I think that's a very, very key thing to bring up. Exactly. And so that goes into women, right? So women, if you find yourself in that position, the man or you doesn't matter if you're the pursuer as well, that should be happening. Now, what should not be happening is a man just obviously making a smart remark in a workplace. And then you're just like blindsided and you just laugh it off, which a lot of us do. We're just like, <laughs> and I've been known to do that before. And I've found myself in those positions, right? Because it's like, I can't speak to my boss that way. I can't speak to him this way, right? But one thing that I will say is I can guarantee women out there, the moment that you stick up for the first time for yourself and say, excuse me, that is inappropriate. Do not talk to me like that. That man will never probably try to do that again. Hopefully, knock on wood, right? But majority of them, 90% of them will not because it scares. Women, what women don't understand is that men, are, it's not that we're, men are scared of women, but men don't want to rub women the wrong way, period, right? So the moment that we can stand up for ourselves and say no, I definitely think it works. Now, obviously, there's other consequences that have happened in our world, that have been not so good for women and they have stood up for themselves. And I think if it goes beyond that, this is the time where you have to make sure that you are really self-aware to say, this is not okay. And you go to the right resources that will help. 
I think it boils down to, you know, the, the self-respect and you seeing yourself as a whole person, you know, and when I came into business, uh, just, you, you just truly understanding that good people are out there and they will help you. And you don't need to sell yourself into pieces to advance yourself. You know, this is very powerful. I wanted to share something that I shared with my leadership team. And, you know, it's the reason why I think this is such a great conversation to, to start off with um, because relationships are foundational and I've always broken it down. Like you can, you can want to build your best life, right? But if the foundation of your building is just shoddy, it's not good. You're cheap with it. You, you just like it's patchwork, then how could it ever sustain what you're going after? And so if people understand that relationships are foundational to our success, then this is what gives you confidence, you know, and that's, that's the key of a great relationship to me. Does that relationship build me up and give me confidence so that I feel like I could conquer anything? You know, there's some times where I talk to my, talk to my husband and I talk to people that I care about and I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm charged up. Just get out of my way right now. That's how it, it, it builds me up. And so there's this thing that I, that I heard, and it says that a wise, the wise tell us that a nail keeps a shoe, a shoe, a horse, a horse, a man, a man, a castle that can fight. And so, you know, what does this mean? It means that it's the insignificant things in our lives. It's the things that we think are not important. It's the things that bring us the most pain. It's the things that give us the deepest challenges that actually can provide for us the biggest areas of growth, the biggest areas of opportunity. And, you know, in, in just like um, being respectful of your time and making sure that people understand like how important relationships are, you know, how, how important do you think it is to, to know what it is that you want in a person, you know, and that could be like relationships, personal, professional in your life. And then, making sure that you understand that it's not just going to be sent to you, you know, like how do we attract this to us? Mm-hmm. You know, this is, I think a, a missing link for a lot of people. Um, how do we attract good people in our life and how do we stand alone and have the courage to say no to people that don't deserve to be in our life? Yeah. Saying no is because when we come from, because we have self-worth for ourselves and that's a work in progress for a lot of us. Um, One thing is, I definitely think that a lot of people look at their past relationship experiences as mistakes. And I don't believe in that. I believe in their lessons. So it's about how are you showing up for these lessons? Because we can't know how to ride a bike unless we try to practice and we fall down a couple times, right? Same thing with relationships. If you have zero experience and you're trying to ace it before you actually go out there and do it, you're going to fail. So it's really about understanding first that your past relationships are not mistakes. They are lessons. What did you learn from those lessons that you will not want in your future partner? Number one, number two is you're a mirror. 
for everything that you're attracting, right? Money is energy, relationships are energy, everything is energy around us. And so with that said, if we are not healed within ourselves, if we still have trauma from our upbringing, if we still have trauma in our lives that we can't forgive our mother or we can't forgive our father, are we thinking all men are pieces of, you know what, or all women are, you know what? guess what? We're going to attract a woman that's going to abuse us and manipulate us, a man that's going to abuse, manipulate her to take us for granted. Or we're going to attract men that don't want us to actually be committed to them. And they just want to have fun because we're just trying to go coast by and hope everything will just pan out. Right? So instead what happens is we have to feel like we are secure and we are healed you know, and stop getting into those toxic and broken relationships. So if you find yourself in relationships that are not working for you, this will actually bring you down in all areas of your life. Because like you said, like your relationships are literally, I mean, an engine to your life. And I think when you are in balance with an engine, you can take over the world. And so what's important here is that when we look at our past, and this is why coaching, and this is why reading and investing in your personal growth is so important is because not only does it heal you, but it puts more money in your pocket. Not only it it just comes around full turn. And so when we are still not healed and we're still going through dynamics in our life that we need to learn from, what's really important is that we take the advice or we, we hire a coach or we hire a therapist and we invest in ourselves to stop those patterns from happening. Cause then what happens is there's a newfound confidence that happens when you start getting healed. You start like this whole lens starts to come off a little bit. And like, then you start to get more confident. And then you're like, wait, I just said no to that person. Oh my goodness. Like I never done this before. This feels so good. And then you get addicted and you're like this, you know, what works like, oh my gosh. And then you see yourself change. And so what happens in that moment, because you're investing in yourself is you have more control of yourself because you never had control of yourself before. So what happens is people is like, how do I get confidence? How do I get self-worth? How do I do this? But it comes from understanding I need to invest in myself because then the confidence and self-worth will grow within me because it's a feeling that's created. And then the feeling gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And now once we get there in that moment, it's about your value system. What are your values that you want, right? What are the things that are so important to you in the relationship? And there's something that I tell our, my clients to do is um, you map out 10 things that are important to you. Let's say respect, honesty, um, equality, communication, um, and you go on, you, te- you, you, you name 10 of them. Out of the 10, you pick five of the most important next, right? So your 10 can be your values, but your five are your most important, your non-deal breakers, right? Because a lot of people, they date blindly. They don't have a deal breaker. They're like, what does that even mean? You have to understand your deal breakers as well and how you understand this through your values. So let's say you pick your five values. One of them are honesty, right? Honesty. Okay. Now, what does honesty mean to you though? Right? Because honesty can mean something completely different for me to you, everything. So you write that out and you really get clear on what that is. And then from there is how do you embody this in your life? Because in order for us to receive that from a partner, we have to make sure that we're doing it for ourselves first, because that person won't be guided on how to treat us if we're not treating ourselves like that. And that's how I think is a short sum of really understanding your values as well. 
I love this. And, you know, I just, I really appreciate that you had the courage to go out there and to, to work with uh, great customers. And I, I love that, you know, just thinking about all the ways that we can improve our lives. I just really wanted to share with everyone that if, if you're doing everything right, but your relationships are not good, you know, what are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? You know, it, it really is foundational. And then, you know, you get to operate from that place of, you know, not insecurity, but from a place of being real and raw and, and rare because, you know, love is a very real thing. And it's also very rare, especially in today's world, you know, we're, we're connected, but we're so disconnected from people. And so when you get this in your life, it makes you stand apart. You know, it makes you stand in, in a, in a sense of confidence because you have great people around you. So I love that we talked about this, you know, for, for the audience, they're probably like, I came here for business tips and how to, how to grow my business. But the reality is, is that it will come to you when these things are right, you know, and, and think about this, like, could a business be destroyed because a relationship has gone wrong? Oh, for sure. I've seen it so many times. I've seen many a times where men have had multi-million dollar businesses and they've been destroyed because of their relationships, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and, you know, being, being a, I had to become a warrior in business. And I will tell you this, one thing that I've learned about even the toughest of the toughest people, right? Men, women, what will drop a person to their knees? Mm -hmm. Love and relationships. Love and relationships. Right? Yep. It will drop a warrior to their knees. For sure. And so, you know, as, as we learn to, to, to develop like a warrior spirit that can stand alone and have the courage to do what it takes, I just really believe that people that get your relationships right, you know, and seek help. If you don't have all the answers, seek help from those that are willing to help and have the courage to tell you the right things, which is what you are doing. So I thank you for that. I thank you for not just being like everyone else, for standing alone and for doing great work. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you yeah. so much. Where can everyone find you if they wanted, you know, let's say they're, they're listening and they're like, I want to connect. I want more help. Where can they find you? Um, they can just Google me and no matter how they spell it, it'll come up Apollonia Ponte, A-P-O-L-L-O-N-I-A, kind of like the Godfather and Purple Rain if they go back that long ago. <laughs> um, and everything will pop up. My website is ApolloniaPonte.com and my YouTube is Apollonia. And I would say just to start there. Okay. I love this. And, you know, just to finish off with, with a question, you know, what would you say is something that makes you really, really rare and unique in this world? Like if you passed away, the world would miss this because you were no longer here. What is that quality about you? Um, I definitely think it's because I'm soul driven. I don't think like I'm, I definitely think my heart is in the business, but my soul is what speaks to people. Like I hear that so, so much. Um, yeah. And so I think it's the compassion that comes from that because I am soul driven. I'm literally, I wake up every morning and I thank God because I know this is, we've put me on this planet to do exactly just this. And I'm so happy I found it. 
I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, I hope everyone connected and really just understood the importance of having good quality relationships in their, in their life. It's not about how many likes we get. It's about the quality of the people behind us who is following, who is wanting to learn. So I love that. And thank you for for your time. I really appreciate it. Blessings to you. you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Stand Alone. If you like what you hear, I'd love if you leave a five-star review. To keep the conversation going, you can find me at I am Sabrina Lloyd or at Lloyd Agencies on Facebook and Instagram.